Section four of From the Easy Chair, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. From the Easy Chair, Volume One by George William Curtis. Section four Shops and Shopping. If the stranger in New York on any pleasant day finds himself near corporal thompson's broadway cottage he will be in the midst of a very pretty scene perhaps as he reads these words and asks the question where that romantic cot may be found he is comfortably seated in it with his feet placidly reposing upon its window-sills it is indeed in a new form it no longer looks as it did to the early citizen of fifty years ago driving out before breakfast upon the bloomingdale road and surveying the calm river from the seclusion of striker's bay it had an indefinable roadside english air in those far-off mornings the early citizen would not have been surprised had he heard the horn of the guard merrily winding and beheld the mail-coach of old england bowling up to the door there were fields and open spaces about it for it was on the edge of the city that was already reaching out upon the island bloomingdale twas a lovely name and tis a great pity that the chief association with it is that of a very dusty road meanwhile if you will contemplate the fifth avenue hotel you will see corporal thompson's broadway cottage in its present form but what a busy brilliant neighborhood it is now there are shops that recall the prettiest upon the boulevards in paris and the people are greatly to be pitied who are too fine to stop and look into them to be too fine is to lose much yet what scion of the golden youth of this moment would dare to walk by the sight of corporal thompson's broadway cottage eating an apple at three o'clock in the afternoon there was a grave and well-dressed gentleman who stopped recently at the stand of mrs mimpatrick o'finnigan which is just in the midst of the gay promenade to transact some business in peanut candy the interest of the public in that operation was inconceivable if he had been mr vanderbilt buying out mr astor if he had been a lunatic astray from the asylum or a clown escaped from the circus he could hardly have excited more attention the passengers stared in amazement some young gentlemen escorting certain young ladies from school cracked excellent jokes upon the honest buyer of peanut candy and if his daughter or any friend had chanced to pass and had seen him she would probably have been seriously troubled and half ashamed now peanut candy is very good and at mrs impatrick o'finnigan's stand it is very cheap nobody is ashamed of liking it nor of eating it if the grave gentleman had stepped into caswell's brilliant shop let us suppose where perhaps it is also sold and had called for that particular sweet nobody would have stared nor made a joke nor felt that it was extraordinary yet how many of the brave generals in the war who charged in the very face of flaming batteries would dare to stop at mrs o'finnigan's and buy ten cents worth of peanut candy if they saw mrs sweller's carriage approaching or miss dasher just coming up the walk and as for the mrs spanker who daily drive in that superb open wagon with yellow wheels and who resemble nothing so much as the figures in a parisian doll carriage 
if they saw an admirer of theirs bargaining for peanut candy at a street stand they would not know him they would no more bow to a man so lost to all the finer sense of the comme il faut than they would nod to a street sweeper it is astonishing what an effect is produced upon some human beings of the tender sex by clothing them in silks cut in a certain form and seating them in a high wooden box on yellow wheels and upon us also when the easy chair beholds the silken mrs spanker rolling by superior upon those yellow wheels it is with difficulty that it recalls the cheese and sausage from which all that splendor springs to-morrow it will be mrs o'finnigan's grandchildren who will look down from their yellow wheels at the peanut and apple stands and wonder how persons can be so vulgar as to buy candy in the streets it is a whim of mrs grundy's who is all whimsy she will not let us buy a piece of simple candy at the corner but she will allow us to drag a silk dress over the garbage of the pavement tis a whimsical sovereign but we are so carefully trained that it is not easy to disobey her if to prove your independence you should stop to buy the candy would the pleasure of asserting yourself balance the unpleasant consciousness that you were wondered at and laughed at but as the text was shops and we have drifted into this episode because mrs o'finnigan sells peanut candy in her shop upon the sidewalk near the site of corporal thompson's broadway cottage in the midst of the gay spectacle of a summer day and within a stone's toss of her stand how many fine houses you will see and how many other fascinating shops our english ancestors were called a shopkeeping nation by napoleon but it is his own frenchmen and french women who have the true secret of shopkeeping they make shops fascinating they have made shopkeeping a fine art the other day the easy chair stepped into a shop in maiden lane prepared to spend a very pretty sum of money for a very proper purpose but if it had invaded the shopkeeper's house which is his castle or threatened his hat which is his crown it could not have been received more coolly the disdainful indifference with which its question was answered was exquisitely comical and the shopkeeper proceeded to look for what was required with a superb carelessness and an air of utter weariness and disgust of this incessant doing of favors to the most undeserving and insignificant people it was plainly an act of pure grace that the easy chair was not instantly shot into the street as rubbish or given in charge to the police as a common vagabond this worthy attendant doubtless very estimable in his private capacity is a serious injury to the business which he is supposed to help he does not in the least understand his profession let an easy chair advise him to run over the sea to paris and observe how they keep shop in that capital does he want a cravat here is a houri neatly dressed evidently long waiting for him especially and eager to serve him is it a cravat that monsieur wishes charming the most ravishing styles are just ready is it blue or this or that that monsieur prefers monsieur's taste is perfect look it is a miracle of beauty that he selects will he permit and before you know it you foolish fellow you don't understand the first principle of your calling before you know it she has thrown it around your neck 
she has tied it deftly under your chin and that pretty face is looking into yours and that pleasant voice is saying nothing could be better it is the most smiling effect possible you might as well hope to escape the sirens as to go from under those hands without buying that cravat this is shopkeeping and a little study of the art as thus practised would be of the utmost service to the easy chair's friend in maiden lane the shops there are pretty and especially during the holidays they are glittering but they are a little cold and formal the air of the boulevards is to be detected only in the neighbourhood of corporal thompson's broadway cottage whether cravats are there wafted around the buyer's neck as it were entangling him hopelessly in silken and satin webs the easy chair does not know but it can believe it as it passes by upon the outside and beholds the windows which paris could hardly surpass through those windows it sees that as in paris the attendants are often women it is thereby reminded that in paris the women are among the most accomplished accountants also and it remembers that in the same city men are cooks it is very sure that when madame wells who was afterwards the marchioness de lavalette became at the death of her husband the head of the great banking-house her cook was a man and thereupon the easy-chair falls into meditation upon the sphere of the sexes and asks itself as it loiters about the site of the broadway cottage admiring the pretty shops whether if it be womanly for woman to keep shop and to acquire property by her faithful industry it can be manly for man to make laws appropriating and using her property without her consent. End of section 4